It's June the 2nd. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Here we are, second day of June. Summer is coming and on the way, and here it is. And we are inside the wonderful Gospel of John. Today, John chapters 3, 4, and 5. And before we do that, let me just encourage you, if you want to help us reach more people, the two things you could do that would make a big difference to us. Number one, if when you watch this video, when it's over, if you like it, if you would click the like button, you can find that on Facebook, on YouTube, on the Rumble video platform. Every time you click like, that sends a message to the, uh, the, the computers of these different uh, software companies, uh, Facebook and YouTube and Rumble. And I don't know how all that works, but the more you like these videos, the, the higher they are pushed up in visibility. So more people around the world will actually see these videos. They'll find out about them and some people will start watching. Second thing you can do, this is even more important, is to subscribe. We have two different channels. We have the Keep Believing YouTube channel. We have the Keep Believing Rumble channel. And to be honest, the Keep Believing YouTube channel is much bigger, probably 2,500 or more subscribers at this point. We're moving up towards 3,000. Rumble's brand new. We have far fewer. But either way, if you will like these videos and then subscribe to YouTube or subscribe to the Keep Believing Rumble channel, that means every time we put a new video out there, you'll get an automatic notification. It means you'll never miss one of these Let's Read the Bible videos. And um, in that, in the mysteries of algorithmic intelligence, if there is such a thing, uh, the more people who like and subscribe to these videos, the more people will see them around the world. And so eventually other people will join us. Okay, John 3 through 5, the Gospel of John. Jesus reveals the glory of God because he is the Son of God. He is God. He is God the Son. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us in what we beheld his glory. Here's a simple three-part division of the Gospel of John. The public ministry of the Son of God, chapters 1 through 12. The private ministry of the Son of God, chapters 13 through 17. And then the passion ministry of the Son of God, chapters 18 through 21. We're early on in the public ministry of the Son of God. John chapter 3, one of the best-known chapters in all the Bible, because it has the greatest verse in all the Bible, or at least the verse, I guess, more people know than any other verse in the Bible. We'll get to that in just a minute. There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you were a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked him, can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you, you must be born again. 
The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can these things be? asked Nicodemus. Are you a teacher of Israel and don't know these things? Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, we speak what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but you do not accept our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This is the judgment. Light has come into the world, and people loved darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it, so that his deeds may not be exposed. But everyone who lives by the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. After this, Jesus and his disciples went to the Judean countryside, where he spent time with them and baptized. John also was baptizing in Enon near Salem, because there was plenty of water there. People were coming and being baptized since John had not yet been thrown into prison. There arose a dispute between John's disciples and a Jew about purification. So they came to John and told him, Rabbi, the one you testified about and who was with you across the Jordan, is baptizing and everyone is going to him. John responded, No one can receive anything unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the groom, but the groom's friend who stands by and listens for him rejoices greatly at the groom's voice. So this joy of mine is complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth is earthly and speaks in earthly terms. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, and yet no one accepts his testimony. The one who has accepted his testimony has affirmed that God is true. For the one whom God sent speaks God's word, since he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hands. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. John chapter 4. This is the famous story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. When Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard he was making and baptizing more disciples than John, though Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went again to Galilee. He had to travel through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. 
Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman, she asked him, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who was saying to you, Give me a drink, you would ask him, and he would give you living water. Sir, said the woman, you don't even have a bucket and the well is deep. So where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said, Everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water that I will give him will become a well of water springing up in him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. Go call your husband, he told her, and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. You have correctly said I don't have a husband, Jesus said, for you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Sir, the woman replied, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus told her, Believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Just then, his disciples arrived, and they were amazed that he was talking with a woman, yet no one said, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went into town and told the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They left the town and made their way to him. In the meantime, the disciples kept urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples said to one another, could someone have brought him something to eat? My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Jesus told them, don't you say there are still four more months and then comes the harvest? Listen to what I am telling you. Open your eyes. Look at the fields because they are ready for harvest. The reaper is already receiving pay and gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you didn't labor for. Others have labored, and you have benefited from their labor. <clears throat> now, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of, of what the woman said when she testified, he told me everything I ever did. So, when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of what he said, and they told the woman, we no longer believe because of what you said, since we have heard for ourselves and know that this really is the Savior of the world. After two days, he left there for Galilee. Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country, 
when they entered Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him because they had seen everything he did in Jerusalem during the festival, for they had also gone to the festival. He went again to Cana of Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a royal official whose son was ill at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea into Galilee, he went to him and pleaded with him to come down and heal his son since he was about to die. Jesus told him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Sir, the official said to him, come down before my boy dies. Go. Jesus told him, your son will live. The man believed what Jesus said to him and departed. While he was still going down, his servants met him saying that his boy was alive. He asked them, at what time he got better? Yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. They answered. The father realized this was the very hour at which Jesus had told him, your son will live. So he himself believed along with his whole household. Now, this was the second sign Jesus performed after he came from Judea to Galilee. John chapter 5. The scene shifts now. We've gone from, we've gone basically in the last chapter now, we've gone from Samaria to Galilee. Now we're going to go south, down to Jerusalem. Third sign, healing of the sick. John 5. After this, a Jewish festival took place, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. By the Sheep Gate in Jerusalem, there's a pool called Bethesda in Aramaic, which has five colonnades. Within these lay a large number of this of the disabled, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who'd been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up. Jesus told him, Pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man got well, picked up his mat, and started to walk. Now, that day was the Sabbath, and so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, This is the Sabbath. The law prohibits you from picking up your mat. He replied, The man who made me well told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who is this man who told you, Pick up your mat and walk? They asked. But the man who was healed did not know who it was, because Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Do not sin anymore, so that something worse doesn't happen to you. The man went and reported to the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Therefore, the Jews began persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Jesus responded to them, My father is still working, and I am working also. This is why the Jews began trying all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father and making himself equal to God. Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, the son is not able to do anything on his own, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, the son likewise does these things. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. and He will show him greater works than these so that you will be amazed. And just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, so the Son also gives life to whom He wants. The Father, in fact, in fact, judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, so that all people may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son does not 
honor the Father who sent him. Truly I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Truly I tell you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live for just as the Father has life in himself, so also he has granted to the Son to have life in himself and he has granted him the right to pass judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this because a time is coming when all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good things to the resurrection of life but those who've done wicked things to the resurrection of condemnation. I can do nothing on my own. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There's another who testifies about me, and I know that the testimony he gives about me is true. You sent messengers to John, and he testified to the truth. I don't receive human testimony, But I say these things so that you may be saved. John was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But I have a greater testimony than John's because of the works that the Father has given me to accomplish. These very works I am doing testify about me that the Father has sent me. The Father who sent me has himself testified about me. You have not heard his voice at any time, and you haven't seen his form You don't have his word residing in you because you don't believe the one he sent. You pour over the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them, and yet they testify about me, but you are not willing to come to me so that you may have life. I do not accept glory from people, but I know you that you have no love for God within you. I have come in my Father's name, yet you don't accept me. If someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe, since you accept glory from one another, but don't seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, because he wrote about me. But if you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe? my words. How hard it was, how hard it is for religious people to realize their need of Jesus. The Jewish leaders, these scribes, Pharisees, they couldn't see it. They wouldn't see it. They didn't want to see it. They didn't accept it. They were blind to who Jesus was. And Jesus told them the truth. Moses wrote about me. He wrote about me. That's why he says here at the end, if you really believe what Moses wrote, you believe me. But since you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe the words of Jesus? Oh, how hard it is for religious people to give up their religiosity, their trust in themselves and in their knowledge and in their education and in their background. We would say today, in their denominationalism. I'm a Baptist, so I'm going to heaven. I'm Catholic, so I'm going to heaven. I am Lutheran, so I'm going to heaven. I'm Pentecostal, so I'm going to heaven. I'm Church of Christ. I'm Brethren. I'm United Church of Christ. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of Presbyterian you are. 
without Jesus, your religion will send you to hell. That's what was happening to these men. They thought they knew who Jesus was because they didn't really believe Moses, whose word they said they knew because they didn't believe Moses. They didn't believe in Jesus. Oh, my friends, do not trust in yourself. Do not trust in your religion. Don't trust in the fact that you walked an aisle, signed a card, were baptized, confirmed, went to Mass, or whatever it is. Don't trust in that. Trust in Jesus Christ alone. Oh, to be like Nicodemus, who came to Jesus by night, amazed, who didn't understand, but he came with a hungry heart. Oh, for the spirit of Nicodemus to at least come and investigate. And it was to Nicodemus that Jesus gave those words. For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you believe in Jesus? If so, you are going to heaven. Trust in him. Believe in him. Let us this day Go out with the simple gospel of Jesus on our lips. It's okay to talk about your church, but it's so much better to talk about Jesus. So rejoice in him, believe in him, trust in him. Go out, friends, with the simple gospel of Jesus on your lips and in your heart. Go out with that simple gospel. Share it every chance you get. Have a great day. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to dive deeper into this wonderful Gospel of John. See you then.